Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When we play together, there is a so small amount of band that we want maybe to, to do something personal. I will not say something that's revolution. The music, this maybe, I think not. There is, a, there is no place for worship here.
Welcome to the Dreams of Consciousness podcast. If you'd be so kind, would the two of you mind introducing yourselves? Yep. So we are Liquid Flesh. I'm Paul, the bassist and singer of Liquid Flesh. I'm Luke, guitar player and so founder of the, of the band. And how would you describe the music of Liquid Flesh? Mm. Well, it is basically old school death metal. And we, in this formula, we put uh, some other influences we have. So punk, a little bit of blackmail and progressive rock music. And yeah, yeah basically Liquid Flesh is a, a melting pot without... Yeah, a free form of death metal. Yes, but uh, there is a, a basis of death metal. And when you say uh, basically old school death metal, do you mean the late 80s, early 90s style? Yeah, at, at the beginning of the band, it was um, our main influence. We really wanted to play something that sounds like Autopsy or Pungent Stench, some, some death metal bands with a very simple, very simple riffs just by, by ear. And a few, few years later, the sound has become more, uh, more sophisticated and more and more uh, influenced by other styles. So the, the main core is uh, old school death metal, but now I think it's more diverse. But yeah, this is this era, the late 80s, early 90s, that are in the, uh, at the beginning of the, the band. Okay. Gotcha. Would the two of you mind giving me a little bit of the history of the band and Luke, what your intentions were when you formed the band and Paul, how you became involved with them? Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of the band, as I said, we just wanted to play old school death metal because it was uh, what we listened to the most at, at the time. And we also wanted to, to use our our influences from the horror cinema, because we are we are a lot of, we are great we are great fans of melting movies and body horror movies like the thing street trash and we really wanted to 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 mix these two worlds and also play something really easy so maybe that can be heard when you listen to the first album this is very simple riffs. Simple to memorize and uh, simple to play while drunk. <laughs> it was, it was uh, the main idea. So, so it was really just for fun and uh, not very... Uh, we didn't have much ambitions at the time. But quickly we recorded the uh, first album with, with some songs uh, inspired by uh, those uh, horror movies like Halloween or others. And... Uh, so we we released that album and shortly after we stopped the band for personal reasons. And after some years, Paul from Epitaph came to us with the idea of, of bringing back the band with him on vocals and bass. Yeah. So yeah. we accepted. Yeah. At the time in the band, on the drums, there were so Luke's brothers, uh, Thomas and... Uh, I remember the, he posted something on Facebook, like, oh, I want, to, I, I want to, to play again this song. And I was, at the time, searching for a band, another death metal band, because Epitaph, so it, it's another band that I played in, was going on the more progressive way. And we started to stop show, uh, playing live. And so, well, the, it's post and my research at the time matched and so we started to play together so because so the the the, the former bassist and former singer left the band left liquid flesh so at the beginning i was just there as a singer but quickly i well i, I started to play bass also to well, and to to fill, the gap. To, fi to fill the gap, and also because we were interested also by the the, the formula in the power trio. So, well, I I joined the band at Stam. There is there was at the time some draft of composition. 
I when I I became involved in the band, we put all this draft and started to to wrote new composition, which will become so the second album, Shirley Kill. I think the the main difference between what Luke said for the first album and the second album is maybe we wanted to do something more complex maybe and because of my influence or thanks to my influence i love the death metal the, well the the gloomy death metal and this kind of so maybe we entered in more this kind of death metal we quit this very simple death metal of the beginning and started on a more even if it was still easily understandable but uh, we started to wrote song with more complex structures and and uh, more id more variation so well that was basically all i became involved in the bed at the first time was it a conscious decision on your parts uh, to move away from this more autopsy punch and stench old school death metal style to something more complex or was it just how it happened as you guys were writing? I'm a bit of the two. Yeah, because I think the autopsy inferences is still very understandable of what in our music. And I also appreciate this kind of band. So, but yeah, it was for Shelly Kid, the second album, it was the, the both of this direction. Gotcha. And there's, there's a little bit of like rock and roll or death and roll in, uh, in the second album as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think on the second album, it's, it is more of a feeling than a really conscious uh, inspiration. But I think this is just because we, we wanted to play something ener- energetic. So so the, the riff that, that worked the best make this impression. Yeah, the, the, the live was our first goal because as i said the idea was to play again live with this band and so the the live was the goal and so we wanted to have some catchy songs for the live that's maybe why we have also instilled this death and roll inspiration well let's say even rock and roll or even even metal influences gotcha Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the the town that you're from is it Grenoble? Yes. Yeah. This is a city surrounded by mountains. It seems a, a bit, a bit uh, <laughs> gloomy like this, but this is just a normal French city. This is just a particular particularity uh, of the city that we are very close to mountains. So, so yeah, we can hike and <laughs> go to nature whenever we, we want. That's maybe because of that that our songs are mainly in a, an urban urban context most of the time because yeah we are, we are have too much nature yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you're, you're close to the alps right yes yes close to the alps grenoble is yeah as say as you said uh, surrounded by mountains and the alps in the so in the southeast of france so uh, yeah, this this is a particular environment, and in winter it is very very cold, and in summer because of the mountains you have all the the weather and the hot weather which is contained, and it's very hot in the summer. That's also maybe because in <laughs> all these flesh are liquids. Yeah. <laughs> What's the scene like there? Well, this is a. Um, well, in uh, in regarding France, this is normal, maybe normal, huge, normal big cities. But in the scene, the, the metal scene, it is uh, uh, there is a very little scene here. I think that th- there are several bands in every style. But when you look at uh, the scene more pre- more precisely. All these bands uh, are created, well, uh, directed by the same person. We all know each other in the in the in the scene. There is maybe forty music metal <laughs> musicians in Grenoble. So <laughs> every live, every in every genre, 
you can meet these people uh, very easily. It is, well, that France is, I think the French scene is mostly like that. Maybe Paris and Brittany are a little bit different, different because there is not the same heavy music history there, but in Grenoble, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very small scene and there is, there are, uh, well, but there are cool bands. We yeah. can name some. I think about Barus, which is a progressive death metal band, and it sounds like Gorgots, and so it, they are more technical than us, way, way more. And but they produce a very good music. They are very ta- talented. So if I have to to quote maybe one band of Grenoble, it is this one, Barus. I think somebody actually sent me Barus. Their, their album is called Fungs, right? Fung? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's an, it, yeah. yeah the, this, this EP is particular because, uh, yeah, this EP is particular. They wrote two long songs. And so it's a very progressive EP. And, and, and very influenced by post rock. Yes, uh, yes. They, they tend in this EP to, to have another direction, which is less death metal, but still, it is very interesting. And somebody sent me the Epitaph album as well, the second one. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a have a cool scene there. A lot of interesting bands. Is it important, you know, because I'll say in, in my scene, in my country, we have a lot of worship bands. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, there's always a band that sounds like Carcass. There's always a band that sounds like, you know, Slayer or Creator or whatever. And so originality isn't really that important here because, you know, most of these bands don't get to don't get to come to our part of the world and so we don't really you know it, it's like who, whoever can sound the most like autopsy or slayer or whatever gets very popular in the scene what about in in grenoble is it uh is it important for the bands there to to be original and to be unique i i think in our scene and in, in, in france in general we have not so much worship bands there is some but I think most of the time they just play their music, trying to to, to have their own, their own sound. But yeah, I don't think, I think there is a yeah, not a lot. Well, you, yeah. you have some entombed worship bands. Yes, uh, they, yeah, they are still. I think. Well, the, if speaking of death metal, for example, there the the Swedish scene and. When in black metal, the, the Norwegian scene has a, a lot of influences in, in the band. So you, uh, well, and this both style of metal, they are, well, we can say that pretty everything has been said. So you will always find some elements of the night bands of the 90s and of these cult bands. But maybe the, the difference I spot in Grenoble is that because we are very few to play this style of music. Well, after that, it depends on the, the musician and what, what they want to bring. But when we, when, when we play together, there is a so small amount of band that we want maybe to, to do something personal. I will not say something that revolution the music. This maybe, I think not. There is, a, there is no place for worship here. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's it's uh, yeah. We wanted to have uh, maybe because we know that we are in a small city in France. We wanted to, we want to have fun and to experiment with friends. So some yeah, we we don't want to to maybe to to do a worship band and and play uh, because there is not well there is no uh, more value to do this that than well just bring your guitar and experiment and, and see what it comes. So, well, so may, maybe this is why, and I, 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 uh, I, uh, I, I saw that a lot of people in Europe, I uh, don't know if I'm right, but so French band, like people who like to experiment and don't, <laughs> don't follow the rule. I, I saw a, a review of a French band uh, one or two months ago, and and the, the guy said they are so French, they don't want to do like the other. So, <laughs> so maybe that maybe that's why you can why abroad you you are uh, seeing the, maybe the French band like that. But um, well, this is just our point of view. I, I don't know if it's very true because you have bands that are 
not worship bands, but they are not very original. Also, yeah. so I, I, I like I everywhere. Yes, that, like, but uh, yeah, yeah, like everywhere. Well, everyone has to start somewhere, right? Yes. Like you guys started from your, you started from your influences, and then you built off of them. Yeah. Yeah, we also started with uh, in very strong influences for from Autopsy, for example. It may not really sound uh, like this when you hear our music, but uh, uh, we tried. <laughs> we we are still learning to to sound like this. But after a while, like, you just want something else. Yeah, maybe it's also because we have just one guitar in the band. So death metal is mostly based on two guitars and on how they work together on the riffs and the harmonics. And to sound like autopsy, you need like heavy, yeah. heavy riffs that can fulfill the space between this like dissonance and mid-tempo or uh, melodies. So maybe the, the fact that we are just one guitar made us well craft our music in the way that we are influences influenced by band but we <laughs> because we don't have the, these two guitars we don't yeah. sound like this band. so we're forced to be creative yeah with only one guitar yeah
how do your songs usually start? Do, do you guys write in in the room together, or Luke? Do you do you start with the riffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we try to rehearse like, like this the more. But for example, the last album was made differently because we we were only two Paul and I in my home studio to just to compose like this with one guitar and one bass and uh, yeah just we were just both thinking of it and we composed everything and give the the partitions to to our drummer after that because he can he, he could not be uh, here all the time for the composition so it, it was a bit different but before for example the second album we we did pretty everything in uh, the rehearsal room together and just jamming uh, trying to 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 make uh, to make a thing uh, out of the chaos uh, of sound and uh, after that put uh, every riff one after the other and it's two different approaches but both works do you have a preference either composing separately or or composing in the the rehearsal space? Yeah, I don't know if I uh, really have a, a preference because uh, for me, the cycle, the, the last album was only made in front of a screen. So now I, now I want to, to be uh, differently and to be on rehearsal for the next, for the next one. But I think after the, this one, uh, maybe I, I will think differently. And so, yeah, it's a most matter of for a period yeah it's maybe because also the this third album was composed during uh, the pandemic so maybe we were we, it was more easier for us to to be uh, in the so look at as a, a, a home studio and to to be there to compose there that being in the rehearsal room it was uh, quite difficult at this time to to for uh, non-professional musician to rehearsal, so maybe that's why also we 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 did that. So then, yeah, there is no big preferences. So let's talk about this third album. It's called Dolores, and it will be released on the twenty sixth of May through Time to Kill Records. Yeah. Let's let's start with the concept behind the album because you guys uh, came up with a very good concept for the album. Can you tell me a little bit about the story? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Briefly, the story is about uh, a woman, and well, she's quite bored in in her everyday life. And uh, after uh, some party, uh, she did uh, you know, she well she will be uh, transport, uh, transport, transport? <laughs> transported transported yeah, transported okay in a, in a, well in a psychedelic world, and well some some stuff happens after and. Well, this is well uh, the a journey of a, a character. Um, it's as simple as that. The difference is, uh, well, we w wanted to add a sort of concept album, as you said, and it's very different of uh, what we did before. Uh, so, um, in we have like we had goals for every song. So this song has to be the introduction. This song has to be the conclusion. This song has to be the, the quickest one because it's, uh, it, it, uh, the, the songwriting, the lyrics are telling, uh, well, uh, speaking about yeah, something sure. faster. So we construct this album like a scene of a movie. And we wanted to have uh, different influences and different songwriting between the tracks. And different ambiences. Yes. Yeah. Different atmospheres. Different atmospheres. Yeah. And at the beginning, while we decided to, to do that, it was only a, only a draft I made for... Yeah. Uh, I, I just uh, did this for... On my spare time, I showed this to the other members of the band and they said that it will be a good cover so just at the beginning we, we tried to to articulate a story around this woman and so and so yeah it all began from from there Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember if we started from the the cover or yeah, from or the, the lyrics, from but the cover, yeah, and but, after yeah. that we did the lyrics, yeah, but, and yes. after that the the music. 
So yeah, that's that's why maybe we started from Discover and we were like, okay, what what could be the, the, the story be, uh, behind this Discover and what can, could we tell? Yeah, this is... Uh... So, so yeah, briefly, this is the story of uh, um, a woman who is uh, very uh, bored by uh, her everyday life. And after a moment, she she has uh, an encounter with uh, someone. And so there is uh, issues with drugs, with the psychedelic world. She, she began to, to, to see uh, from there. And after that, it's more about manipulation and... Uh, yeah, all the story is more about the manipulation. I think this is the main thing. So you guys went from being influenced by horror movies to to writing your own screenplay. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's the uh, yeah yeah that's maybe our our history and yeah for for this one we f- we think about so some movies so uh, well obviously the melt movies the body horror movies as Luke said because they are. Uh, well, they are part of this death metal aesthetics, but also about other movies, like uh, well, we quote Neon Demon, this kind of film, in which the 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 melting uh, elements on the screen are more used to express the um, what's inside the the brain of the person, what she. Uh, so that's what we wanted to yeah, to to use these melt elements, melt movies elements. To um, to uh, to explain us more something yeah. like that, like about about thinking about uh, yeah. So that's more uh, you you can think of the 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 melting as a metaphor of the life of the the character going um, out of control. So uh, so every everything grips be, be between uh, her her fingers because she she can't she can't control it. Yeah. And see, yeah, this is uh, what we try to do now yeah. to express some, something more, more metaphorical. Metaphorical. Yeah. Well, I think melt movies was uh, uh, always was about something metaphorical with a second lecture, second sense. Yeah, which we, uh, uh, yeah, you have to to dig. Uh, yeah, you have to <laughs> dig. Sometimes you have to dig. <laughs> this you sometimes uh, the these movies from the eighties uh, were sometimes how they say it, uh, well. Maybe the, there were some purposes between just having people transformed in zombies or uh, being melting in a, with the face melting, but yeah, maybe. It, but maybe uh, sometimes you were like okay, they uh, just they were just experimenting uh, visual effects and that's all. Um, well, that that's all maybe we wanted to make in 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 this album. And as you said, yes, we wa- wanted this time to well not continue to be influenced by uh, well to to talk about our our movies but write our own uh, screenplay our out our movies uh, well in music uh, not in, um... Luke you said that you you wrote the story in your spare time is this something that you want to do more of? do you do you like uh, writing fiction do you like uh, writing screenplays I, I only did the a draft for the cover on my spare time, but uh, after, uh, after okay. yeah, from that we uh, wrote together the, yeah, the, the screenplay. Yeah, the story. And, uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, of the album, yeah. But I also like to write uh, some sometimes when I can. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that you're both uh, both you guys are interested in, in terms of creating uh, creating stories and creating fiction. Maybe doing your own short film someday. I th- I think that's that's why we like to to record albums and complete like albums more than uh, only demos and EPs. It's because most of the time you you can tell us st- by by putting songs together. You try to to, to put a, a cover that that fits for everything. So yeah, we were really interested interested by that. Yeah. And I think. In the, f- the near future, we'll continue the, mm. this way. Yeah, and we are also big fans of, as I said in the beginning, fans of prog rock and also these these concept albums. I think we grew up with this uh, this kind of songwriting, and uh, well, and because also we have like 
Prague Melvin, well, Luke uh, also played in Demon Seed, which is a, a progressive de death metal band, and I play in Epitaph. And even if the songwriting of both band are, bands are, are different, I think we are all attracted by telling stories. And yeah, that's maybe why, unconsciously, in Liquid Flesh, even we was because even if we started from something simple, at the end, we want to tell a story with it. Yeah, we're more attracted by uh, by losing that evil in the time that, that uh, goes through uh, different ambiences, different atmospheres within one song. So, yeah, I think uh, this this will sound uh, a little bit more uh, like that in the future. first album working with your new, your new drummer Niels yeah 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 of course the former drummer of the band left us in earlier in 2022 if I remember yeah 20 right. yeah yeah 22 yeah yeah so so we yeah that, that uh, that's it we asked Niels the new drummer to, to join us especially for these recordings yeah but before that, we we, we made uh, yeah mini a tour few shows yeah few shows together with him and yeah it was cool so yeah continue with him and Niels is somebody that you guys knew from the scene yeah yeah as we said earlier <laughs> well especially when you talk about drummers in metal <laughs> like the, yeah, there is a there is there is three drummers in every city for fifty bands and uh, <laughs> so we. <laughs> So we just said, which one is available? And he were, he was yeah. so um, yeah, and he, uh, because we started to play. So before the recording, we 
we started to to uh, well with some shows with him we appreciate also his personality and, and the way he he has a very different approach of music thomas was more attracted by structures and, and more about nuances and yeah nuances and uh, nils has more a live approach like okay never mind if i have a hit hat or not <laughs> yeah. uh, just well, I, i would just play the show and play the, as fast and as all that as i can so it was a very different approach and uh, yeah it, it filled at the time when we uh, yeah. with what we wanted to, to play and do luke do you handle the recording of the albums yourself yeah with the help of james the guitar player of The, the previously mentioned band Paris, right? Okay. For for the for the drums, and uh, after that, yeah, we did uh, the guitars, bass, and uh, vocals just with with me uh, on the console. This is not a real console. This is just a laptop. <laughs> But and and you did the mix. And I did the yeah. mix also, yeah. yeah. Okay. I uh, always try to 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 do the mix on our recordings. It uh, helped me to 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 learn new techniques and be better at it with the time. So yeah, it was a great occasion. So you recorded the drums at, does James have his own studio? No, we recorded that, that on the scene of, In... of uh, Lucial. This is a, a complex of rehearsal rooms where, um, where we rehearse. And uh, so we did that on this room. James has a, a studio, a memoir mechanic studio, but we, we did that yeah, at a, another place. So she, he, uh, he helped us to, to place the mics on the drums and uh, some, uh, with some, some, uh, some help on yeah. the techniques. Yeah, he, he, just, he, he just helped you on the, well, he brings the mic because as Luke said, he has a recording studio and he, He helps Luke on the placement of the mic to have a good uh, drum sound. But beside that, Luke did well basically everything. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm not a pro, so <laughs> this is why I need some uh, others. And as far as recording, is it convenience? Is it to keep the costs down? Or is it something that you're interested in doing in the future? Uh, doing more production? And yeah, yeah. I'm very interested by, by that uh, since, since the beginning uh, of my uh, music music experience. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, each time I, I record an album with, with uh, one of my bands, I always try to to mix myself because uh, this is a, there is not so much occasions to 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 do that. So so yeah. I have to, and uh, in the near future, yeah, yeah I think uh, I will continue like this. Maybe, maybe a bit less at some time because uh, I have an everyday job, and sometimes it's very hard to 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 mix this after a day, uh, a complete day of work. Yeah, but I will continue a bit like this. And yeah, obviously, obviously, at the end of the the process, it's. Well, it's a save of, of money. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> having other bands, we are, uh, well, I, I can assume that, well, all the money, all the money that you, you can generate with your uh, small sales of your CDs, vinyl, or concert show, this always go on the production of the next album. And we have this uh, luck with Liquid Flesh in with Liquid Flesh that we are not dependent of that. We can okay say, and yeah. if if well if you if you want to produce demos and then come back one year after that on this we have well this this we can yeah. we, have, we have this time we have this time to think about our music. We are we are not in the stress sometimes of the studio or. When you're like, yeah. okay, uh, I have one week to record all my album, the drums, everything, and sometimes uh, it's it's difficult because you want to also experiment in the studio, and and you. Yeah. So uh, we have this luck with Liquid Flesh. Uh, we can take the time. We spoke a little bit about the the influence of old uh, progressive rock on Liquid Flesh. Uh, the production to me is. Uh, in some ways, it's it's like an old prog rock or psychedelic rock album, 
like, you know, on one hand, it's, it's very blanketing, you know, like, you know, heavy. But there's also a lot of like little things happening, like, you know, little spoken word segments that come in and out of the album. Were you were you taking inspiration from a lot of older albums in terms of production? Not, uh, not consciously. So that's, okay. that's cool. I just tried to, to make it sound natural, but with uh, keeping some power for a full, uh, yeah, some heaviness within the sound. But yeah, maybe, maybe you, you think it sounds old school because, because there is less triggers, you know, uh, there is less drum replacement as uh, most uh, bands in these uh, days. In these days. Yeah. And yeah, maybe uh, that's uh, why. You guys are you, you guys are very much about that live sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we we'll try to to keep it here. Yeah. In terms of playing live, how often do you guys get to play shows or go on, go on tour? Well, because of the the last <laughs> pandemic events, uh, the, the, uh, there is a lot of well, the, the last shows we did. Uh, well, well, no, we we did a, a live shows two or three live shows last year but was not much and with this new album we plan to do a lot more live so i think there is maybe 10 gigs planned for the end of the year at least we really wanted to reconnect with this live energy and well obviously to 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 promote and to present our new music in front of new people new places that it is very important so so well yeah we we didn't play a lot but now i think we will play more so um, in in all this world yes so it includes yeah maybe tour for the future we hope so yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that luke mixed the album Do you, did you guys send it to someone else to get it mastered yeah we got the, the help from Greg Wilkinson, which is the, the actual bass player of Autopsy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, this was cool for a band uh, which have uh, Autopsy among uh, their influences. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, he, he did a pretty good job. We are very satisfied. He was really patient <laughs> because we, we are sometimes a, a bit perfectionist and there have been uh, a lot of changes to do on the master but at the end it was really what we wanted so yeah that was a good experience because well big it's a bit cliche because he's american we expected to like okay uh, this is this amount of money and i will do the job and that's all and uh, it was very well communicative well when he accepts and he received the files, he was like, okay, uh, can we do this? Uh, can we maybe uh, try this there and try this there? And so we had like, we had like maybe, um, well, one or two weeks of each exchange and with drafts from him. And uh, so it was a very good experience. And uh, yeah, well, he, Last year, well, last year, last decades, I think he, he, he did the sound of so many bands. Well, I think especially of Undergang, the, the Danish death metal band, and he, he helps a lot of in their the sound of their album. So it, it was a big experience and a huge opportunity to, to play with him. Yeah. Was this the first time that you guys worked with him? Yeah. Yeah. First time. What would you say he brought to the the finished sound of the album? The, the what, what what he brought to the album? Ah yeah, uh, the finished the finished sound. Finished sound. Yes, so he he brought what uh, mastering has to has to bring Co cohesion within all the all the all the tracks and uh, yeah, it's it's like the, the final touch that helps the the, the overall song. And he also made a stem mastering, which is a more advanced form of mastering in the sense that I not only gave you only one mix altogether, it was a different instrument. So he had a track for the drums, a track for the bass, a track for the guitars and, uh, and so on. So there is a, this is a, a hybrid form of uh, between mastering and mixing. So yeah, he had he had a lot of of 
of room to 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 work on it. Yeah, he he also um, brought a, an objective view of the view of some of someone who who didn't have uh, made the mix, and sometimes this is a yeah, most of the time this is a great. Cool. To me, it's it's a it's a warm sounding album. Do you know what I mean? Like even though you guys didn't record analog, it it sounds almost like an analog album. Yeah, there there is uh, almost nothing analog in this album except uh, <laughs> except our amps and uh, and uh, yeah, the vocals, uh, yeah, uh, the the instruments at the source. But but, uh, but yeah. that's cool if you yeah. if you heard this album cool. like this. Yes, it has to be warm. Yeah, it has to be warm. Yeah. Cool. So by the time people hear this podcast, Dolores will be out through Time to Kill Records. Yeah. Luke and Paul? Yeah. How can people order the album? What's the best way to get it? Uh, you can order the album or, uh, on Bandcamp, and you can also order it on the Time to Kill Records band site. Well, just type, you just Google it and you will find it. <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> of course, you can uh, come to our shows. Yeah, come to our shows. Yes, if you, well, if, if you are uh, of French listeners, um, yeah, come to our show, come to see us live, and you you, you could also uh, grab a copy there. So tell me about grabbing a copy. What kind of formats is Time to Kill putting out? Uh, this is only CD. For yeah, the moment. for the moment, this is only CDs. But uh, yeah, maybe there will be uh, vinyl later. And yeah, it, it, it is, well, now actually, uh, so the album will be out in, in, in one week, but it's a... Uh, it's very good to work with him. Uh, he's uh, very involved with the bands. Uh, so the guy from Time to Kill, so Enrico and his team, they are very um, available. And uh, this is a well, this is a huge opportunity to to work with this guy. We appreciated a lot the work he did with the band, the Italian band Fulci, and the old school metal band Violentor, and it was so. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually very good to, to 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 work with him. Cool. And as far as the the tour dates that you mentioned, if people want to get more information on those or get news about Liquid Flesh, what's the best way to follow you guys online? Well, the usual social networks, so Facebook, Instagram. We are also on Twitter, but more on reposting things. But well, if you want to contact us, then there you can. Well, in, and also in the Bandcamp, if you, I, I know that some people use the, the mail forums uh, in Bandcamp to contact the band. So don't hesitate to ask to, well, to, 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 you can follow some information there. So, and well, of course we are on all the uh, streaming platforms that can exist. So um, you can, I think, have information everywhere, but yeah, we are on the, this mostly on our. Mostly on Facebook and yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. You can, you can, if you have, you want to have more information. That's where you can go. So this is it is a liquid flesh death metal. So this is the the well the the name of the Instagram. The streaming, uh, well, uh, I think it's uh, easy to find. Uh, yeah, it is easy to find. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to say? Well, thank you for yeah, thank this, you. Yeah, for this interview, for this time. Well, see uh, you later. On see stage you. Already. Yeah, see you later on stage. Don't hesitate. I think if you have um, and the people who are listening, if you want to know more about us, if you want to uh, to have informations, don't hesitate to to contact us on these uh, social medias, on email, or whatever you want. We we can take time to answer you. Very cool. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Merci. I don't know how to say thank you in Malaysian. <laughs> thank you. You can say Termakase. 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 Okay. <laughs> Great.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.